Hello, everyone, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. What up, everybody? I'm enjoying a new view from our desk today. Yes, we're on location. Casa T. What do you call it? The tea house? The tea house, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So if the acoustics sound a little different, you guys know why. With that being said, Malv, let's get into the epic basketball game that just took place last night. Don't remind me. Don't remind me, bro. I was so mad. I know you were mad. (laughs) As a a Clipper hater. You are a hater. You were very upset. But as a basketball fan, I was enjoying myself a lot. Yeah, because you got nobody riding for, bro. That's why. All my right? team's out already, man. <laughs> you got to pick. A, I chose the, another team, all right? Just to, like, you know, ghost bandwagon. That's what I'm going to call it. The ghost bandwagon. And, like, dude, who showed up this time? Paul George. Paul George. Playoff P. 41 points, I believe. Like, God, he needs to do this again. He needs to do this two more games. Honestly, to me, it was till the third quarter. Like, it was still evenly matched for me. Like, I was still having hope for the Hawks. You know, I'm like, you, I'm not Suns. the Suns, my bad. I was, you know, it wasn't until the third, like, where they weren't cooking, where I was like, where are you at? And, like, I told you, too. What did I tell you? Chris Paul, what did I tell you? When Patrick Beverly got called for that flagrant foul, he was trying to run over the screen, and then Chris Paul fell like that. I was like, oh, my goodness, it's happening again. Well, it could have happened towards the end when uh, Paul George pushed off of him. And that, too, that was like, whoa, there was a no call there. Like, that was a straight-up push, you know? Like, no, the NBA doesn't want Chris Paul and the Suns to win right now. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't see it from them after. Like, they just felt like they died. Like, oh, well, not even died. I think they just, like, conceded, right? Like, it's just like, here we are. You know what? We got another game or two to, like, get this. Like, we'll be all right, you know? That is the worst type of mindset to have, Malv. I know it's really early to call it, but... There are shades of the 3-1 2016 Cavaliers, some form what? of degree. All right, listen to me right here. We had 41 you. points, right, from Paul George. Who else scored 41 in that elimination game, that game five? Was it LeBron? You're it the, was LeBron and Kyrie. DB master. I know you. You know all of them. Yes, LeBron and Kyrie both scored 41 points each. So he doesn't have a co-star right there, but Reggie Jackson and Marcus Coming Morris. Through. Yeah, he came through wow. too. What happened? The first quarter. Who was more impressive as a sidekick in Game 5, Reggie Jackson or Marcus Morris? Ooh, I think for just consistency, I have to give it to Reggie Jackson because he's been showing up, especially this series and the last series. But you need it from Morris. That's who you need that energy from. And that's how I believe that was like a chip to get the Game 5 win because if they don't have Morris in there, I don't think they're going to win. He brings off that energy that he brought in yet last night. And that's the stuff they needed last season too, but they didn't get from him, you know? I like the fact that you brought up Reggie Jackson. Yes, he has been showing up the most this postseason, and that was so impressive. He had, like, a, such a monster dunk, like two monster dunks in yeah. this game, and then an epic three-pointers. I was like, whoa, who Three. is this dude? Like, it was shades of, like, MJ or Kobe. Like, I was like, I didn't know Reggie Jackson had that in him, and that was super cool to watch. What you were saying, though, about Marcus Morris, he showed up when it needed to happen. He hasn't been that consistent. The Clippers are 8-0 when Morris shoots 50% or better. There you go, bro. You need that other person to come and make some points. Without Kawhi, these others have to step up. They haven't been consistent. So you still think they're going to pull out the two games or what? Remember what I said? I said that I had the Phoenix Suns winning in six. And that's what's, mm. you know, it's still in play. 
You had five. You had Sons and Five. I had Sons and Six. So I was listening to No Dunks earlier today. Shout out to No Dunks. And Trey Kirby, one of the dudes there, he brought up an interesting point about adjustments and what the Clippers and the Suns are doing now that Chris Paul has kind of been integrated. With Chris Paul kind of running the point, the Suns aren't as run and gun anymore. What I say. And it's a slower tempo offense, and that gives the Clippers opportunities to switch their defensive rotations because that's what they are. They're a very good half-court defensive team. And if they play slow like that, they're going to give the Clippers an opportunity to to play back, really yeah. good defense. Well, I told you. What did I tell you when Chris Paul was returning? I was like, let him sit on the bench or give him that five minutes of like, you know, I call it like honorary time, like to start it out, you know, but like you just came from an injury. So sit back down because, you know, we've been winning without you. Cameron Payne, the only thing he got like semi injured on his ankle during that game. But at the same time, like what if he started instead? Like he brings the energy, you know, like and they were gelling. I told you, like, I love Chris Paul, but I was like, sit that game out. See how it goes. If you win that game, then let the team continue to play, you know, and I think that's what it is. It probably messed them up a little bit. I like what you're saying about the slow, like slowing down and bring that up because I told you there was yeah, a couple shout of times. Out to Trey Kirby, he said that. Oh, well, there was a couple of times I told you game one and two where I like I thought they needed Chris Paul to come back and slow the game down because they looked like they were about to lose it. The Suns like within the last two minutes, but maybe they're slowing it too, too much for their comfort now. I, I think it's like just subconsciously like, oh, we can't unleash, you know, like what are you going to do? Huh? What's your opinion? Well, you're not going to win a championship without Chris Paul. It's going to be tough because those Phoenix Suns are super young too, and I don't think they have the actual knowledge of how to get there. It's kind of like going into it as their first time as well. So they're all on the same page as far as like winning it for Chris Paul and like knowing how to win it for Chris Paul. But I'm sure as competitors, now that they're there, might as well win it all. Yeah. You know, I, I really hope they do that because they've taken like huge steps these last three years. And bro, wouldn't the cap be like getting there? I know the whole narrative would be like getting crushed. You're so close and you don't get there in the next season. But I'm like, bro, you're you're going off the bubble still, the effect of the bubble. You have all this energy still, like play it off. This team, you know, you could beat. you know, you just have to be on fire. Everybody. He's on fire. <laughs> wow. If the Clippers manage to somehow win this series, I think this is the most challenging I'm gonna run. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to hate to see them in the Western Conference for the first time, the finals. I'm, I'm done. I'm done, bro. Malv, if Kevin Garnett taught us anything, it's that anything is possible. So, yes, we are very much likely to be in a universe where the Los Angeles Clippers come back from this deficit, make it to the NBA Finals, and potentially win the NBA Finals. No, God, please, no, no. We got to talk about the next series, and I hope anything is possible with the Hawks because right now, it's not looking that way. Breaking news. Well, Malv, I think you called that one a bit too early. Mowgli here, flying solo, just finished watching game four between the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis, that's where we're going to start. Injuries, injuries, that's the whole story of 2021. Injuries have taken their toll, especially in the playoffs. So during the third quarter, Giannis was attacking the basket, and he came down very awkwardly and hyperextended, I think, his left knee. He was not able to return for the rest of this game. Watching it live, it looked very scary. He looked like he was in agonizing pain. 
The only silver lining to this, and Reggie Miller alluded to it, is that he was able to walk on his own. But until that MRI comes back, just like a magic eight ball, outlook not so good. Going back to the game itself, for Atlanta, Trey Young was a super late scratch. So I think the Bucks players going into that, they were like, oh, we can chill down. We can kind of take their foot off the gas, kind of a la the Phoenix Suns yesterday. It's not the way you should approach a basketball game at this level. For the Atlanta Hawks, it was a group effort. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Lou Williams, Kevin Herter, Clint Capella, they all stepped up. Cam Reddish had a nice three, though. For Giannis, he finished with 14 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Drew Holiday with 19. Yeah, this is really just all about injuries. Um, Malv, you might be right. The ATL, the South got something to say. They might make it to the NBA Finals. Shout out to Marv Albert, though. This is his final Eastern Conference playoff. He's retiring after this. I don't think we've given him his flowers, but in case we haven't, salute Marv Albert. Yes! So many great calls. Okay, back to Malvin Mowgli. I really don't want to see the Bucks make it to the finals. And, like, I low-key think, you know, my basketball mind is telling me, like, yeah, they probably are, but... I'm not going to lie. I don't want to see them in there. I'd rather see the Hawks. Malv, yeah. why don't you want to see me, huh? You're boring. Oh. You're boring. And, uh... Agree to disagree, Malv. I have Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Oh. As the great Alice Cooper would once say. Shout out to Wayne's World. Uh, all right. Moving on to other news. Let's do it. Scotty right. Pippen. That was my main, main one of the hey, day. Hey, that, hey, was hey, my, hey. that was the only thing I researched. Hey, hey. <laughs> Pippen tripping. <laughs> my God, he is, though. What's going on? Tell us, Malv. If you guys didn't see or hear, Scottie Pippen just had a recent interview on the Dan Patrick show and, you know, he was promoting a book and his new alcohol and he just came out with a lot of explosive things that I hot wouldn't takes have hot, <laughs> too many. Like Scottie Pippen just pretty much says that Phil Jackson, Lakers legend, coaching NBA legend is a racist. That isn't the first time those allegations have kind of surfaced. I remember a couple years back when Phil Jackson was the like VP of the Knicks. Mm-hmm. He had said something about LeBron and his posse, yeah. and, and that made a big deal. Yeah. It made waves. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a posse. I remember that. <laughs> no, no, but, but I don't see it as like racist. You know, the way Scottie Pippen was saying is like, nah, this fool's racist. You know, like. Do you think he's just like upset about how everything unfolded? Oh, yeah. He's sour. He's super sour because the last. I'm pretty sure he's still, still, still mad because. Of the last dance, bro. He'll never get over it. Yeah. He will never get over it unless he has ESPN, like, make a nine-part series about him. Hey, with- I want a nine-part. I can't even do Scotty <laughs> Pippen. Okay. I like, I like, I like Scotty Pippen. He seems really chill, but now he's seen me, he's, like, on that KD level. I feel like KD, like, sent him some of that, like, girly, like, just feels, you know? Like, Pippen is too in his feels. He's like, yo, you got, you got to respect me, you know? That's what I feel that he's saying. Like, come on, respect me. I'm this guy. I did this, this, and that. <laughs> My name is P-I-P-P. You even spelled it wrong. E-N. <laughs> there we go. That's better. But I yeah, spelled it right. But, but that just be tripping me out, you know? Like, that's so crazy to say. Like, especially now, like, I, I don't even know, man. Scotty Pippen's tripping now. I want to see what he says next. Like, I'm just on Scotty watch, you know? <laughs> Yo, man, I just let it go, Scotty. You're a six-time champion. You're a multimillionaire. You work on the jump. Just let it go. 
It's easier said than done, I guess. Right. Yeah. I think, too, what The Last Dance kind of showed us and the behind the scenes is, like, how obsessed the Bulls organization was with Tony Kukoc. And it always felt like Scottie Pippen did get the short end of the stick yeah. when it came to the contract, when it came to all those stuff. Straight up. I could see why Scottie Pippen is mad. Yeah, but you can't be that sour after a while, bro. Like, yeah, like, I would have been... I'm okay with the way he acted at that time because, like, that's the way you're reacting. But he didn't go into the game? Scotty? I kind of I get it. I, I If I'm on the team... Okay, this is different. If I'm on the team and I'm not a star player, I'd be mad. But if I'm a star player and he was number one at the time and that you wanted to do that and, like, you didn't explain to me that, hey, this is just because they're going to be all guarding you and stuff. It's like, no, because the way he framed it is, like, now nah, I'm I'm uh I'm writing this play for him and owning him, you know. Then if that happened to me and I'm the star, then I'd be like, you know what, fuck you. Then like, you know what, just you you guys play that you finish it out. Then I would do the same thing. You I know it's salty, consider- but I'd be like, fuck it. Like you guys don't think I could do it? You know, it's like doing that to Kobe. Even though Kobe would take it with like three three yeah, three perimeter would, defenders, he would intentionally not shoot the ball because he was saying, no, you know, you you shoot too much, Kobe, and he made that kind of thing. I understand where you're coming from, but. If your main objective, and your main objective should be to win, you need to win no matter what. If you're not the main dude. Sometimes you get angry, though. Like, I told you, at the heat of the moment, like, I, I, I agree with Pippen. It's kind of hard to get out of the fields, but it's like, what are you going to do? Like, he probably, what if he made, it, like, a lazier play inside and they they lose, right? Like, you don't know if that would happen, too, because, like, sometimes I feel that way, too. It's like, I won't work at my highest percentage, so, like, I'm going to give the, like, just minimal effort I could. You know, and that'd be worse than, you know, me not being there, I would say. You know? Well, Malv, you just got to be Scottie Pippen in your next life and see how you handle uh, it. I'm going to drink his bourbon, right? so I'm getting a start. You would have <laughs> Larsa Pippen. Yes! So, yeah. Now, who has it? Oh, shit. Uh, Man, I think we got to switch gears right. then. <laughs> all right, more, all right. <laughs> more NBA news. More NBA news. New head coaches. Oh, my God. Chauncey Billups. He has been Ooh. confirmed to be the Portland Trailblazers head coach. And Jason Kidd, former Lakers assistant, has agreed to be the Dallas Mavericks head coach. That's crazy. Which That's one crazy. came at – both of these actually kind of came out of left field for me. Um, yeah, Billups I didn't see at all. Like, I know his name has been in, like, the coaching realm for the last, like, two, three seasons. And I think uh, – what was it? With, was it Detroit last that I heard his voice? Like, his name being brought up as Eastern coach? Conference yeah. team, yeah. You know, like, and honestly, to be, I haven't really paid attention to Chauncey Billups, like, on his coaching-wise, like, how he coaches as an assistant coach or anything, but I remember him being, like, a solid player. Come on, like, he's a Hall of Famer. If you gave, uh, who who, who do we just give a job? Why am I blanking right now? Steve, Steve Nash. Nash. Yeah, like, if we give Steve Nash a job. But the one thing that I'm hearing about this transaction is that someone, one of the most important persons, might not be happy with this pickup. And you're talking about Damian Lillard and Chauncey Billups being allegedly, hired, right? Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, Your Honor. <laughs> you're right. What do, um, what do you think? You're more of the, you know the stats, you know everything. What, do, what is your pickup on this? What do you think on Chauncey Billups being the new I think coach? Chauncey Billups has a lot of potential. You're talking about his expertise or his knowledge as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday during the game, the Suns-Clippers broadcast, because he is an assistant for the Clippers, Ty Lue and him were basically quarantined together, so they just spent that whole time. That was like a, mm. a it was like a rush course or crash course. So nice. he, and he's learning from Ty Lue, who is doing pretty good himself as a head coach. Side quest. Side quest. His record, I think, in elimination games is ten and two. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. That. 
That's good, man. Yeah, that, and, and that's not just with LeBron and all these other. Yes, he has really good players, but that's really good. But yeah. sad to have, you know. Good coaching. Coaching, yeah. Cool. Okay, going back to Chauncey Billups, though, it's a good hire. I don't think they're on the same timeline. I think what both yeah. of these guys. With you. Yes. Like, like, with Chauncey, I don't know if they're expecting, like, a Steve Kerr type. Uh, yeah, surge I'm pretty, well, that's what you, nice because that yeah, is what Damian Lillard is expecting. Yeah. Wow. So how could so you not? I can understand the frustration from Lillard because he's like, "Yo, Chauncey's my dude. He's a really good player, but we don't know how he can coach." Yeah, we're trying to win now. Also, but, you know? the other thing for both coaches, for both Kid and Billups, the reason why Kerr and Nash were so successful is because they surrounded themselves with very, very elite offensive and defensive coordinators as their assistants. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. Warriors have Ron Adams as a defensive guy. And then Mike D'Antoni over there with Steve Nash. These guys have been doing it for a long, long time. So they have people they can trust. You have to see what his staff is going to look like. Both of those both of those coaches. Well, I like that you said that. Like, let's move on to the Mavs because, like, we kind of have a glimpse from I'm pretty sure it's not fully confirmed, but they're already looking for assistant coaches to be Jason Terry, another former Mavs. And a special advisor, one other, I think the famous, most famous Mav, Dirk Nowitzki. So I feel they're kind of moving in the right direction here, right? It seems like they're getting their former players involved. They're trying to keep that culture, that winning culture. I think they're brought on to kind of be the liaison to Luka, right? Because yeah. we're, we're hearing some rumors. Luka, what's going on, dude? Right. You can't be throwing these tantrums. This is you guys, grown man's league. Man, he's 22. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I think, uh, like we said, Luca seems like he wants to win now. Now, we know what Jason Kidd had with Giannis. Yeah. And Giannis wasn't really able. I think Giannis, Giannis just wasn't there yet. Like, what, all what, development. What Kidd did, though, is he opened the potential for Giannis mm-hmm. to be what he is now. Straight up. And Luca, I don't think he has to do that that much with Luca. No, so you start at a higher point. You're yes. like, okay, we're going to go from here now. So it's more, to me, it feels like... Uh, That's more Kerr. Yes. It's more on cruise control, where it's like, you don't have to really do too much. I think Luca kind of has a feel of himself. He just guides him every once in a while. But with all this drama, though, like, did Luca pick Kid to be the coach? Or is this a straight up Mark Cuban, like, nah, fool, you're going to be the coach now? I haven't heard anything about that. Have you? No, I haven't. That's all I was going to ask you if you really knew. I just was like... I heard, like, you know, Luca's just not happy. It, you know, that's why we had Rick Carlisle leave, Donnie Nelson leave as well, and they were doing all these things. But this does look like a good start for the Mavs, I feel. I feel like if it's true that Jason Terry and Dirk are going to be there with Kid, because we already seen Kid, how he is as a head coach, like you said, development, but he doesn't really have to do that here. He doesn't have to do the straight beginning development. We've seen him win a championship as an assistant coach. So, you know, he knows everything else about it and, like, doesn't have to really focus on the star player. He focuses on the whole team. And, like, maybe I feel like not a Kerr thing maybe in three years if, like, the relationship is good and, like, maybe KP is not there. Like, this could be, I think, a consistent contender. For Dallas, they already had a very, very pretty offense so whether or not Kid can match what Carlisle's been doing for such a long time, it's probably going to be an adjustment period. The main thing for Dallas is defense and a solid co-star. Yep. So Jason Kidd can only do so much. Straight up. Okay, Yusuf Nurkic. He's telling Portland, yo, if Damian Lillard goes, I'm going to go. So Chauncey Billups is potentially already going to be down two of his starting five. 
And this reminds me a lot of what Steven Silas, the Houston Rockets head coach, had to deal with this year when James Harden was so disgruntled and then like he was just like, Steven Silas, he's a really good coach. <laughs> he was part of the Dallas Mavericks coaching offensive tree. So look how it turned out for him. Chauncey Billups might face a similar fate. Well, if, if you really want to be a coach, show us, you know, if that happens, you know. Godspeed. Okay, injured list. <laughs> Mal, we goofed. We didn't even mention Ivica Zubac being out for game five. The starting center, right MCL sprain. That's what they're saying. Damn. He was not dressed up, but they still managed to do that. So he's injured. We mentioned Trey Young. We still have Kawhi Leonard. We have no idea what's going on. He's not coming back. I don't think so either. Yeah, uh, Chris Paul, we'll see how that fall affects him. Cameron Payne, he was, I know he had like a little ankle sprain earlier, and there's a lot of speculation that it's probably a little bit more than it was. And they need him. Yeah, they need him. They need all these All these players need to be healthy. This is the last stretch. Let's just hope like nothing else happens, you know? All right. A couple more things before we wrap up. Let's talk about some Lakers news. You know, I got a Bleacher Report article. Can the Lakers actually pull off a Damian Lillard trade? So that's kind of the whole mm. trending Lakers news right now. It kind of coincides with the... Portland Trailblazers, Lakers, Damian Lillard. They're oh, saying, yeah. No, you know, we get this all every, like, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kyle Kuzma. KCP. KCP, something <laughs> like that. All in the trades, yeah. yeah so. I've seen a lot of Kyle Kuzma hate recently, too. Like, he needs to go, which I get it. Yeah, he has to go. But Well, if you're trading 1-0 for the other 0, you're going to go Lillard, right? Because they're both number Ooh, 0. I like that. That was, good. that was good. Yeah, all these trade rumors always start happening towards the end of the season, you know, once We're the championship. There. We're already there. And, like, I, the one I recently did hear a lot was, like, Luca. There's a lot of ones that Luca. Luca to the Lakers? Yeah. So, like, Whoa. yeah, just stupid shit like that. Let's, you know? let's put on our fantasy hats real quick. Let's put on our fantasy hats. Westbrook's Ooh. coming. Ooh, okay. <laughs> if you had to choose between Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, or Luka Doncic to be the starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers for the next five-plus years, who are you taking, Mal? Oh, this is too hard, bro. I already know who you're thinking of. I, I think you would take Luca. I'm I'm trending towards Luca, but honestly, for sure I feel right like Dame yeah. is, is closer Dame. to it, and he wants it more. And I think he's more on that timeline. No, he's going to be that perfect two or that one after LeBron gets on the bench. You know, look at us. That's how I feel. That's look it how should spoiled be. we are talking about something. We're speaking it into like existence. I said, this I'm speaking into existence. Happens every time at the end of the postseason. Like we're we're just going to hear so many more. This rumors. We're going to bring them up. This <laughs> always happens. Yes. When the Lakers don't get there. Yeah. Our mind wanders. We go into our deeper thoughts and how the Lakers can pull off these cool epic trades. We got one game tonight. It is the Atlanta Hawks versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Game four. Mal, who you taking? I guess Cream City. That's right, bitch. (laughs) Tell him, Giannis. Tell him. Hopefully, we see Trey Young, though, because you always want the best product on the floor. All right. I think that's going to do it for today's episode. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. While you're at it, check out malvinmogley.com. Because we have a website now. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what you think. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, kindly rate us five stars. That would help us out in the long run. And one more thing, follow us on social media, will ya? At Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here next week because we love playoff basketball.